Welcome everyone to your favorite Friday night podcast, The Paranormal Umbrella. I am your host, Sooth, and tonight we also have Tina, my co-host, and just Dylan. Hi. Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always coming up with different ways to introduce you, and it's always the same. I love that song. I love it. <laughs> it's great. It's great. And if you like it so much, you can actually download it off of Zedge now. Tell me why I keep forgetting to do that. You can do it. It's it's now a ringtone. You can have it as a ringtone or a, an alarm. We'll give you a few minutes to go download nice that. And, <laughs> and to also follow all of our social medias. That's um, right. You know? Because we're everywhere. Everywhere. You have no, it is, there is no excuse not to follow us. No excuse. None. You can't, um, you can't miss us. That is a threat. So, <laughs> so like, uh, we're doing the story, but, like, we didn't practice the second line, the second chapter the second, at okay. all. No, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, look yeah, here, we... look here. I, <laughs> look, I'm sorry. I, I'm a little under the weather. It's been a couple of, like, weeks now, and it's still doing its nasty. So I apologize for the quality of my voice. I promise. And she apologized one more time. <laughs> I promise it'll get better. It'll get better Watch. at some point. I promise. <laughs> Madam, if you don't stop apologizing for being sick, don't don't kill me. Don't shoot. Me. I know where you live. Don't I know you do. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm taking the threat personal. Okay, I'm taking it serious. I'm taking. Squishy serious. said I was promised a dad joke channel in Discord, and I was lied to. <gasps> you I did. forgot. You forgot, Squish. You forgot the squish. I forgot. All right, squish. As soon as we're done with this one, with this podcast here, I will make sure that we will make a dad joke channel in our in our Discord. And I'll make sure to add you into the at you into the Discord. I, I got you. I got you. Yes, yes. And if you're unaware, if you're unaware, we are doing tonight because I haven't told you. We've kind of hinted at it. Tonight we're doing parts thirteen and fourteen yes. of the Dear Cryptid Hunter po- uh, creepy pasta, and also on the nineteenth, which is this coming up Wednesday, we will not be having a podcast. Instead, we are going to have our cousinistic us roundtable live uh, with myself and Kellick in our Discord. Um, so come join the fun if you haven't already. It's in our solo link. It'll take you to everything if you're not a part of the Discord yet. So do that. Touch the butt. And Press touch the butt. The butt. <laughs> do the thing. Touch it the is butt. there. <laughs> it is there. Okay. On that note, let's go ahead and get started with this reading. Why am I still on part 14 i didn't go back to 13 look here y'all i'm sorry we were supposed to reread uh part 14 today and we didn't get to it as quickly as we should so we're going to be finding out spontaneously together what happens in part 14 uh, and we'll do it live it's got some truth behind it this episode <laughs> yeah it is and if we mess up at all, just a little bit on part 14, um, don't, I better not hear no judgment. Yeah, don't, they'll, don't fix don't they'll, they'll, they'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll fix it. We'll fix it in, in the post before we post it on the Spotify and everything. But is yeah, um, it's going to be a surprise <laughs> for all of us, part 14 is. So uh, yeah, until we read part 14, enjoy part 13. Yeah, um, I apologize for the sniffles. So If you do one more. I'm I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm, I'm sorry. 
I'm a fighter. I'm bring a it. fighter. You know what? Bring, bring it. it. Put, put your fists up. Put them up. Go. Put them up. I will smack you. Punch you in the <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get I to, let's that, get to reading. Heard. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, anyway. here we go. <laughs> Warnings to the want Yeah, god dang it. Let me. D- Will you let me talk, Dylan? Will you let me? <laughs> All right, here we go. Take two. Clack. Okay. Warnings to the wannabe cryptid hunters. My ex told me to go to hell. (laughs) Telling Jace the story of my mother's death was exceptionally painful, but turned out to be pretty good decision. He said that he'd go to go get the dog after we'd finish our talk. I made him wait until I texted my employees that there'd be a man dressed in all black walking around in the woods today and not to stop him. The older ones, namely Jose and Gus, still remembered the dark Miller. So I actually got replies from them asking if he was back to stay now. Casimir and I stayed in the comfort of the house, busying ourselves with negligible chores and planning until he returned. Incoming. I stepped out onto the porch to find Jace crossing the red meadow. Jumping around him was the big black dog, nuzzling him and drooling everywhere. It sat down in the front porch, waiting politely as the miller walked up to us. Here's my plan. Steal something from this Tom Hayes person. Anything. Be a hat, couple hairs, goddamn shoelace, whatever. You give me that... And licorice will do the rest. Licorice. Right. That was his name. Casimir shuddered as he threw a glance at the creature happily rolling around in the snow. (laughs) Why would you give that creepy ass zombie dog such a cute name? It's kind of jarring, no? Well, Casimir Novak, it just so happens to be my creepy ass zombie dog and i'll do a name it whatever i want <laughs> also a little more respect he's a good boy he's gonna save your sorry butts hell huns are made to rally stray souls i wasn't entirely sure where he was going with this but it seemed that he wasn't quite done with his instructions either once this tom hayes has no leverage anymore you can fire him kill him i'll leave that up to you your problem's bigger than him, though, isn't it? You need to cover this whole thing up again. Maybe we take care of that first. I nodded, watching as Jace started chewing on his lower lip and thought. I have a possible solution. At least a temporary one, until it's blown over and people start forgetting about you again. But you won't like it. I told him I was up for anything, and he smiled. That's good. So, do you like think you trust me enough to do something intense? Mm, Intense how? Going to hell. Kaz and I simply stared at him for a couple of seconds. He stared back, inkwell eyes sparkling. My little brother took a swift step back, raising his hands. Nope, nope, sorry. Not happening. Take my sister. She's into that sort of thing, but I'm not. Come on, it'll be awesome down there. You'll look. Nope, not going. Fiona gets horny when she's scared. She'll have a hell of a time there. I'd prefer to keep my head on my shoulders. 
I just stepped on his foot. Hard. I told you that in confidence. It's just... Sometimes. I corrected, addressing my ex. You people are sick. So, Fiona, it's about your land. What'll it be? Oh, I'm doing this. But... Purely historically speaking, I know you like sending me into things blindfolded. So what exactly is our plan here? Lost my place. (laughs) What's the matter? Jay strolled, reaching into his pocket to pull out a pack of cigarettes. He placed one between his lips, then snapped his fingers a few times until a tiny flame appeared, hovering above his knuckles. He used it to light a smoke. You only have to convince a friend of mine that your woods are worth protecting. You'd go to that length to save your forest, right? He mumbled, not fully opening his mouth so the cigarette wouldn't fall out. I didn't know you started smoking. Dreadful habit, isn't it? Aren't you going to ask about the fire thing? I was gonna. I just needed a segue. Good segue. Did you know that in hell you can make deals with just about anything, even the fire? I promise that I'd use it for a lot of destruction. And I'd cause a lot of pain with it if I ever wish if I could ever wish for. So it's inside of me now. I stared at him in silence for a moment, swallowing the lump in my throat. I need to talk to my brother for a sec. (laughs) Shoving Kaz inside and leaving Jace on the porch to finish his smoke. Did you hear that? That totally sounded like a threat, didn't it? He's going to drag me to hell, and then he'll burn down the woods. That's what you got from the exchange? Why? What did you get? Hey, baby girl. Look how much cooler I've become since you last saw me. I can make fire now. (laughs) What? Dude, that is not what's happening here. It's not. (laughs) Oh, it so is. Anyway, it's not a threat. He's was powerful even before you broke up. Now, like, if you wanted to hurt us, you would have done it by now. Hard to argue that. I still hated Kaz for leaving me alone with my ex, but I could hardly force him to come, especially since I was pretty sure I could handle myself. So I went back outside, informing Jace that I was ready to go if he wanted to. Nice, but you were right before. My friend will be... This friend of mine will be meeting with this technically my boss, the Huldefork, as you know. Pays a toll to hell by taking a life every now and then. Ergo, they answer to us. So, if you're going to convince my boss, he could order the older folk to hide your land. Imagine the enchanted an entire forest surrounded by a charm that keeps outsiders from noticing it. Maybe folks would still read about it online, but if anyone decided to come out and explore, they just wouldn't find anything. That would be great. And the older folk can really do something like that? Oh, yeah. They aren't the hidden people, after all. They would never do it if you you asked them, but if it's a direct command from hell, they'd have to. Afterwards, you can take care of Tom Hayes, and that'll be it. Okay. But your boss. 
That's the devil. No? Here. I'll have to sweet talk the actual devil? Yep. Ugh, well, fuck me. Jace threw his head back and shot a glance skyward, clearly discarding a sidelog comment. It's not so bad. He's a chill guy. He won't care that you don't pray to him. He's super accepting. Besides, he likes me a lot, so that's already a point in your favor. Let's just go before I start overthinking this. How do we get there? Is there like a portal in the mill or something? No, no. He plucked the cigarette from his lips. It was only then that I realized it looked kind of strange. It was black and red, and there was something written along the side in tiny letters. Fire, walk with me. Jay said loudly as he tossed the cigarette into the snow at our feet. It immediately went up into flames, cutting a blazing red lane through the powdery white. Licorice perked up, running to Jace's side and poking him with his snout. Wanna come along, boy? Ain't been home in a while, have you? The miller raised his hand to pet the beast. He gestured for me to follow as he stepped right into the fire and started walking down the path. The dog trailed after him, wagging his tail. After glancing back to the house over my shoulder one last time and seeing Casimir wave to me from the window, I gave a deep sigh and followed Jace Hitman into the dancing flames. As expected, the fire emanated no heat. These were welcoming flames. Their crackling sounded almost cheerful, and their light strongly stood out against the drizzly gray sky. The further we proceeded down this otherworldly path, the darker everything around us became. I soon realized that we weren't anywhere near the woods anymore, despite having only taken a few steps. This was like descending a staircase, only that I didn't know what was waiting on the floor below. I wondered if Casimir could still see us marching off from where he was standing, or if we'd already changed sides. It was hard to tell. Everything felt so surreal all of a sudden. The situation instilled within me a whole new kind of fear. It didn't know what to be afraid of, what to expect. I felt like I was being sucked into a black hole, and I was afraid I wouldn't come out as myself anymore. We were all alone in an empty, pitch-black space. I couldn't even see the ground we were walking on. I just kept taking steps. After step, after step, our surroundings defied logic and rational thinking, for despite the darkness, I could clearly see Jace and the dog walking ahead. The miller seemed to be completely unmoved by this aura of existential dread his doorway emitted. He just walked on and on, pet beast by his side, eyes fixated on something I couldn't see. Mounting panic spurring me on, I ran to catch up with Jace. He just smiled. This isn't what you're used to, I know, but it'll be over soon. We're almost there. Where is it that we are exactly? This is nowhere. It's only a corridor. A hallway. It'll lead us to one of Hell's populated junctions. The thing about Hell is that you never know what sphere you're in, but we'll just ask around. There's a sphere for every cardinal sin. The boss's office is in pride. 
there's these elevators everywhere, so we just gotta take one of those to get further down. Pride is the sphere that's all the way at the bottom. Why? Because it's the worst sin? Yeah, it puts you above God because God is the greatest and all that. Since you know the devil, have you, uh, have you ever met God too? No, no, no. I'd rather not. This is where I belong. These days, I can't even go near a church. It's sick. How's that? Blank magic contorts the practitioner's body. It uh, jumbles up your insides. Your guts will be all over the place. The course, they correspond to your thoughts, strong emotions, outward influences, stuff like that. That's why when I felt like you were breaking my heart, it just disappeared, rumpled up and died. Jay suddenly drew close again, whispering in my ear like he was sharing a secret. If you were to cut me open right now, see my bowels writhing like a snake. Oh, hey, look, there's the door. There really was a door. A plain wooden door in the middle of nothing. He reached for the door handle, resting his fingers on it, but not pulling. Hey, um, Fiona? He sounded hesitant all of a sudden, and when he spoke, he didn't look me in the eye. Basically, I just like for you not to freak out and to trust me, I guess, if that's something you could do. He sighed, clearly trying to collect his thoughts. This was a weird moment to bring up what happened between us, but it seemed to really gnaw at him. So, why haven't you asked me to reverse the wedding dress curse yet? I don't know. I've gotten so used to it. It just wasn't on my mind. That That's good, because, well, I can't. I don't know how. Curses are weird sometimes. I acted purely on instinct when I did that to you, so... I don't... I don't know how to take it back. I'm so, so incredibly sorry. I mean, I can live without my heart. I literally don't need any organs to survive, but... I can't imagine going around in that big-ass dress. It's always been easy. Meh. I've almost died twice because of it. Shit. Shit. Hey, I don't mind it. Not really. It's not... In the way, as long as I am careful. And uh, you can make it up to me if you just take me to see your boss. Besides, I kind of think it's nice. Very impractical, but it's it's nice. Makes me feel pretty. Uh, okay. <clears throat> I mean, you are dreadfully pretty. His voice was all quiet again, but went back to normal after he swallowed, audibly. He tugged the door open, and thus, we set foot into hell. I don't know what I was expecting, but it was definitely not this. There was a lot of light behind that door. Red light, like in a club. The streets we suddenly found ourselves walking on were busy, full of people pushing and shoving. They actually looked pretty normal. Sure, some were missing a limb or part of their faces, but I mean, nothing too serious. Only a few of them were truly unsettling. 
The fact that almost everything was on fire was more disconcerting. The tops of the skyscrapers looming ahead, the sparse decorative trees, the storefronts and traffic signs. Jace sighed, reaching into his pocket and producing a pair of sunglasses. Oh, they really help with the brightness down here. I know it seems insufferable now, but you'll get used to it. Hmm. I think they suit you. Let's go. He stopped a couple people on our way, asking them where to find the nearest elevator. Eventually, we were directed to a building so tall, it disappeared somewhere in the orange clouds above us. That's the shaft. We appear to be on raft, so we just have to go down a little ways. Right is the next one. Right below. Hmm. Okay. I mumbled, head reeling. There was no line in front of the shaft, and mere seconds after being called, the elevator arrived with a bing. The door slowly slid open, revealing a red little room, only that it wasn't empty. I let out a sharp cry upon laying eyes on what was waiting inside. Describing it, it it won't quite do it justice, but I'll try. It was an enormous spider, but... It also wasn't. The two parts of its body were veiny and pulsing, not black or brown, and furry, like a normal spider would be, but made of actual human-looking skin and flesh. Its eight eyes were, though varying in size, distinctly human, and its fangs a solid yellowish-white. Its legs were more like a bunch of human arms and legs molten together. Six hairy feet firmly planted on the floor, while its two front arms, which ended in hands, appeared to be knitting. It was by far the most horrifying and disgusting creature I'd ever seen, and I believe that's saying something coming from a person who has received involuntary hugs from a Vodanoi. Jace tisked, giving at me an almost disapproving glance. He started towards the open doors, but I grabbed him, holding him back. I am not going in there. There's no way. No. Ah, oh, come on. You gotta be kidding me. You faced down way worse. As a matter of fact, I haven't. My eyes kept darting between him and the spider. Licorice had already bounded into the small chamber. He was wagging his tail like he didn't have care in the world. But I probably wouldn't either if I was his size. So this is where you draw the line. She doesn't even look threatening. She's knitting. Isn't that nice? Do you knit? Maybe you'll have something to talk about. Jace, please. Can't we wait until she she's off? Um, I'm not going anywhere. I'm the elevator security. See, after you, <sighs> madam. Oh, my shoving past him and into the cramped red room, patting my skirt, I gave the spider a forced sidelong smile. And that's when it happened. Just as Jace was about to enter, the doors closed. And before I could even think of stopping the horrid machine somehow, the cabin began its rapid descent, separating me from my trusty guide and leaving me alone, wedged. Between the spider and the hellhound. 
out of everything that she has faced in her life, you mean to tell me the spider is what does it? Yeah. I don't <laughs> blame her. Spiders? Oh, no, I'm terrified <laughs> of spiders. Don't get me wrong. I'm terrified of them. But I feel like, comma, you know those people, the, 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 the little peoples that's in her lake? The, the the big old slimy man and then the old man that's in her sauna the and then and, you know the leshy and then the the bannock the, the <laughs> and then you know well before we find out his name is licorice but licorice um licorice is adorable and has always boy. been He's adorable okay um and boy. then you know there's there's things out there stealing souls she should know her soul is gone Eat and more, then uh, I feel like all of those would top the damn spider. It's yeah, I think the, like, chi- the chicken lady would probably like, be scarier than a spider lady. Like, this is a spider made out of human parts. Honey, but okay. it's also in hell. What the hell? What it's, is it going to do to you? Look, what is it like, going to do to you? What the it's like see, taking two, two of my worst nightmares and then <laughs> just mushing them together in <laughs> one horrifying paragraph. So in other words, you're telling me this is you, right? It is sounding like see, it. See, we caught her. We caught her, Dylan. We caught her. You gotta her. admit it. Call the presses. Exactly, <laughs> Squishy. Squishy gets it. Squishy gets it. She look here, Squishy in the comments. People and spiders. Yes, yes. People and spiders are the most spiders horrifying thing. Just pushing them to and 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 mushing them in the legs and the the hands. I don't care that she's knitting. I care not. And you know what's no. you know you know what's more terrifying with spiders, and I'm probably gonna I'm, I'm probably gonna regret saying this because I don't like spiders either. Mm-hmm. Is when you think you're stepping on them and you're going you're killing them and everything, and next thing you know, all the babies come out. Nope, that's a negative. That's a negative. You gotta burn down the house. Gotta burn down the house. That's a negative. Time to burn the house. At least we don't live in Australia. Australians, I don't know how you do it. Yo, how how the spiders are bigger than my head. I got Australians, a big I love y'all so Look much with all done. of my heart. Look what you guys have done. I love y'all with all of my heart. I swear on everything I do, and I hope y'all having a wonderful day. I, I hope have some you, great, you awesome know, friends. I hope that you know every time you lay your head on your pillow is nice and cool. I hope that you don't have ever have crumbs in your bed at night. You know, or but why? Hunter huntsman spiders living in your boxers. How can y'all do it with the spiders mm. coming through y'all toilets? They and, have a whole they, season. Did you know that they have a whole spider spiders. season? Yeah, whole spider oh. season. We get rain, they get spiders. It's there's a thing I saw that was like a bed made for like cuddling and stuff. So you have like a little like a valley underneath the mattress so you can put your arms under. And most of the comments are saying perfect spot for spiders to hide. Negative, negative. Look at you. I was liking you. Squishy. I was liking you Squishy. for a minute. You gotta stop. I will I will ban you. <laughs> no. Oh. Squishy said false. you have at least Ten spiders go in your mouth every squishy, night. Squishy, squishy, squishy. She's—I—I I believe that Squishy's just saying that so that uh, we will be scared. Uh, effective. It's I'm effective. Sure now we're gonna. That, so. <laughs> yeah. No, we're gonna move on now. We're gonna go to the surprise uh, number fourteen here that none of us know. This is gonna be a surprise for all of us together. Now we all have okay? to pay attention. Yeah. Now we all have to pay attention. No losing your spot, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. One second. One second. Hey, apologize. One more. I'm a fighter. 
I'm a fighter. Let's. I already told you. Come on with it. I'm a fighter. I already told you. Come on. Come on. All right. All right. And when you get a whole pillow going upside your noggin, me don't say nothing. Okay. (laughs) Are your pillow? All right, here we go. Part 14, warnings to the wannabe cryptid hunters. The devil wears sweatpants? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Ever lost your mom or dad at the grocery store when you were a kid? That's exactly how I felt when the prematurely closing elevator doors separated me from Jace. I was grateful that licorice was still there at least, but that didn't do much to distract me from the fact that I was plummeting down to the deepest level of hell without my trusty tour guide. The huge spider made of human body parts beside me honestly just made it all ten times worse. I tried to keep it together. I I really, really did. But when the cabin came to a halt... And the doors opened, revealing a group of easily a dozen people waiting to push into the elevator. I could barely contain my frustration. Claustrophobia gnawing at me, I hastily shoved my way past the small crowd, closely followed by licorice. I had to actually fight to get out. With everyone rushing into the opposite direction of me, the simple act of exiting the cabin turned into a physical struggle. At last, I staggered out onto the street, heart pounding. Okay. Okay. Everything is good. Stay where you are, and Jace is going to find you. I tried to calm my nerves. Truly, I did. Licorice soothingly licked the side of my face, and I gratefully dragged a weary hand over his scraggly fur. Everything would be all right. I just have to stay where I was and wait for Jace to make his way over to me. Planting my feet firmly on the ground beside the elevator, I nervously stared at the shaft. I tried not to pay too much attention to my surroundings. The painful reality of my current situation had begun to sink in. These weren't my woods. I wasn't walking among the tall, frost-painted trees. There was no snow to pleasantly crunch beneath my shoes. No winter sun smiling down at me. This was the very lowest sphere of hell. A densely populated city where everything was blazing flames and billowing smoke that swallowed the light. And worst of all, I had no idea what to expect of this place and its inhabitants. The Leshy was scary, yes. I never knew what to make of him either, but this was different. At home, the creatures were familiar. They terrified me, sure. They were all deadly in their own way, but I knew them. I had grown up with stories of them, with cautionary tales as well as humorous antidotes. I was aware of how dangerous they were when they were at their worst, but also of how benign when at their best. Thus, I had seen the best and the worst of the Leshy, but neither of anybody in this godforsaken hole. I felt alienated, completely helpless in the face of this foreign environment. Everything here was utterly unnatural. Nobody here was assuming a different form to hide their monstrous appearance. Nobody's voice was made to sound like a bird song or the wind. This wasn't my world. I spun around upon hearing the ding of the elevator 
And when Jace stepped outside, I abandoned all thoughts of boundaries and dignity and threw myself into his arms. I didn't do it out of some romantic notion or to play the damsel in distress. I acted purely on impulse. I didn't get why at first either. But when Jace wordlessly leaned in to hold me, I realized that this, this was familiar. Comfortable even. I soaked up the feeling of safety he exuded like a sponge. Eventually, we awkwardly untangled ourselves, each having to look away for a moment and take some deep breaths. You're shaking. Uh huh. <laughs> that is so. I never thought you could look this uneasy somewhere, anywhere. Honestly, when I took you down here, I thought it would be wouldn't be a problem. To my surprise, he didn't sound reproachful or condescending, just genuinely surprised and a tad apologetic. You're okay, right? Sure. Yeah. Lord, I'm sorry, gorgeous. Well, I'm here now. I'll stay close. There was all I could do not to ask him to hold my hand while walking. The streets in Pride were even more crowded than what I'd seen in Wrath. People kept shoving past us, getting uncomfortably close and brushing our shoulders with no regard for personal space. The fear of being trampled to death seemed concrete and imminent. Licorice helped cut our way through the bustle, but I still flinched every time I could feel a stranger's breath on my face or another arm touching mine. Don't worry. They only care about themselves. What do you do down here anyways? Are these all sinners? They were at one point. See, the boss has two main objectives for a lot of us. First, we obviously work on and encourage society's downfall as slowly and excruciatingly as possible. That's what I do on the surface. I only come here to attend meetings and go grocery shopping and stuff. Much cheaper than a profit. Oh, yeah? What are you working on exactly? It'd take a while to explain. I'm on several different projects. But I'd love to show you sometime. <clears throat> Once we're out of here, if you want to see. I'd love to. So what's going on down here? Okay, so the folks around us actually work and live here. They were sinners at one point, but they never overdid it. The boss doesn't employ serial killers or tyrants or what have you. Those he actually detests because they're doing to humanity what he wants to do, encroaching on his territory, you know. Therefore, the real scum go to go into prisons. Each of the spheres has, its, has one, you know. These good people here spend eternity tormenting the inmates, which is something of a punishment for in itself. Oh, and of course, some people also run the stores and the clubs and stuff like that. But boss presides over all. No. Huh. I guess I always thought hell would be more medieval-like, not a huge modern metropolis. How so? Corporate greed, working in a dead-end job until the end of time, an unfeeling boss who's ruthlessness, ruthlessly plays favorites and never gives you a word, gives you a word of appreciation unless you incessantly kiss his ass. So you're saying you're an ass-kisser? The worst. But it's easy for me. 
I'm not like the rest. I willingly gave myself over to him. I didn't wait until I died. He just loves that. And seeing as it doesn't happen every day, I get special treatment. And the nicest jobs. I often run his personal errands, too. Like an old-time gentleman's servant. Great fun, really. It was good. You left the mill then. You seem to truly enjoy this. Totally. All right. We made it. Look. He pointed up a building that would have put the Trump Towers to shame. It stood out among the others due to mere lavishness. Before I had more time to admire the impressive feat of architecture, Jace had already started dragging me into the building's spacious lobby. He went right up to the desk where an annoyed-looking woman with short hair greeted him with little enthusiasm. Her mouth had been stitched shut, blood encrusting the seams. She couldn't talk properly, only pressing out short, muffled sentences. Hey, Karen, is Boston? Sure. He's in his TV room. I'll tell him you're coming. Thanks. You're a doll. Smoking a lot Jace, oh. Jace led me up to another smaller elevator, lighting a cigarette as he went. Is smoking indoors allowed here? It's strongly recommended. This elevator ride was much more harmonious. But I was still getting more and more tense the higher we got. When the elevator finally dinged its arrival, I was shaking like a leaf. I'm going nuts, I confessed. Not to make things awkward, but can you hug me again? Just for like a, a second? Jace gave me a surprised look. Then he wordlessly turned to me, removing his cigarette from between his lips to hold it far away from me as his other arm snaked around my waist. My throat had suddenly gone bone dry. I pressed myself up against him for a mere moment until he pulled back, chuckling awkwardly and moving to step out through the open doors. <laughs> Relax. The boss is chill. All right. There we go. Jace led me and his jumpy dog down a couple of corridors before finally stopping in front of a black door. He knocked, and we waited for a beat until an annoyed-sounding voice told us to come in. Jace held the door for me, and we stepped inside. It was a nice, large room with a big flat screen mounted to the wall and a cushy gray sofa facing it. While this room was a relatively tame sight, the person, or rather the creature... Standing in the middle of it, instantly drew a scream from my throat. It, he, was the size of a person, but at the same time, that of a bull, or a football field, or maybe a whole continent, despite being able to fit into that room. He turned to us with a smile that had too many teeth, and also none at all. When he opened his mouth to speak, I stared down into a black Endless hole. Endless hole. I didn't know what I was saying. My mind was howling, trying to comprehend, trying to piece these conflicting impressions together. My thoughts were racing, my heart pounding. The longer I looked at this thing, the more everything seemed to spin out of control. I fell to my knees. Why couldn't I understand this? 
Were my eyes deceiving me? Was this real? Was anything real? No, nothing was real anymore. Nothing was true. Nothing could be believed. Oh, I see we've got company. A rich, gentle baritone cut through my frantic haze, and suddenly I wasn't looking at something incomprehensible anymore. What was standing there in front of us wasn't a cosmic nightmare anymore. It was a man leaning casually against the back of the couch. A normal-looking, middle-aged guy with a gray-streaked beard and an open, carefree smile. He was barefoot, only dressed in sweatpants and a t-shirt. Lovely, Chase. I'll go out on a whim here and assume that this is the little firecracker is the infamous Fiona Novak. She is Fiona. This is, well, my boss. I slowly got to my feet and walked over to the man, the devil, reaching out to take his extended hand. It was warm and soft. It's a pleasure to meet you. Call me Nick. Hi. <clears throat> Hi. It's, um, it's good to meet you too. <laughs> Sorry about before. I sometimes forget about my appearance and uh, is a, an acquired taste. <clears throat> so, as I am prone to understand, you've been brought here by Mr. Hetman to ask a favor of me? Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, Nick. Suddenly we were on the other side of the couch. We hadn't moved an inch, not on our own accord. And yet, we found ourselves closer to the TV by several feet. The devil plopped down, sighing contentedly. Sit. Jace took a seat beside him, and I followed suit, thankful for the shield my former boyfriend established between the beast and myself. Despite not seeming put off by the unsettling nature of the other man in the slightest, he appeared to be acutely aware of my own discomfort. Nice try, Jesus. <laughs> I'll thank you not to play the knight in shining armor. Now, Miss Novak, you're not really an advocate or a follower of mine, are you? What makes you think you can come in here and accost me? I squirmed uneasily, avoiding his gaze, not sure how to handle these conflicting messages. Uh, I guess, um... I just need some help. <laughs> we all do sometimes. The man put an arm around me, pulling me close and rubbing my shoulder. Jace jumped to his feet, staring at his employer in shock. The devil laughed, letting go of me <laughs> and waving him off. Cool your jets, Miller. If I wanted her, I would have her already. Look at how she's shrinking away. If I wanted her... I could make her like it. Her response would be quite different then. I couldn't help but gag slightly in the back of my throat. I tried not to show it. Tried to swallow it up. No use in antagonizing the being as I was about to ask a huge favor of. As much as I would have liked to. Jace lowered himself back down, chest heaving. The devil regarded Jace with unrestrained amusement. Forgive me, son, but I simply had to know. 
No what? Mm -mm. Unimportant. All right, Fiona, state your case. What is it that you want me to do for you? You uh, command the hidden people, don't you? They pay you a toll, after all? Do go on. I have a plot of land. I need it to be uh, veiled somehow, obscured by uh, magical means. People have been trying and uh, unfortunately succeeding to access it. Thought of putting up a fence? Sure, but the Leshy doesn't want that. He'd gut me. Mm. He's a bit odd. Oh yeah, I I have a a Leshy on my land. (laughs) You sure do. So, you want me to order the Holder Folk to hide it? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Wait, what? That easy? Would you prefer I give you a series of inhumanely cruel tasks to complete in order to win my benevolence? No. No. Good. The woods shall be hidden from all except those you chose to inaugurate. Uh, Consider it done. Uh, So, on better subjects, you kids want a beer? Gladly. The second the word had left his lips, he and I were both holding a large can of Guinness each. Cheers. Um, and there's nothing I have to do in return? Because you made it seem that way before. I did, didn't I? Uh, hmm. No. Nah. Don't bother. Truth be told, I really like the Novak children. You're my third favorite. (laughs) Oh, uh, how come? We haven't met before, have we? No. But let's just say I love the Black Miller very much, and he's told me quite a bit about you. Oh. Great. I've already met your brothers, of course. That is to say, most of them. I I have to calm down. You needn't look so surprised. You've met Marion? Is he here? No. The guy upstairs never lets me have any of the children. Well, most of the time, at least. He took Marion, and honestly, I'm happy he did. The little pest that he was. I came to see him when he was waiting in purgatory. And he kicked me in my shin and told me to go fuck myself. Can you believe that? (laughs) I remember it. I remember it like it was yesterday. But that was before I learned more about you all. And as for the one you call Casimir, I'm sure you know where he'll end up once his mortal body fails him. I suppose I can imagine. Yeah. He's a good boy. I'll welcome him with open arms. The hunger that man displays, the unfeeling, lustful, entirely self-serving nature. Seems awfully devoted to you, though. I watch him occasionally. I just love his coping mechanisms, you know? I appreciate that kind of behavior. I I guess you would. Kaz is a pretty winning guy. Definitely. And then there's Jeremy. I flinched so hard, some beer spilled from my can. (laughs) You haven't seen that one in a bit, have you? Do you know what became of him? I never found out. (gasps) You want me to show you? Uh, Fiona, no. We should go now. Thanks for your time, boss. See you on Sunday. 
wait, I want to see. It was against my own better judgment that I contradicted Jace, but the truth of the matter was that I hadn't seen or heard from Jim ever since he had cut contact with me and the rest of my family over a decade ago. I had tried to look him up a bunch of times, but never found anything. Perhaps he'd chosen to change his name. It would really be better if he didn't. I was kind of surprised he would know anything about my younger brother, but before I could address his concerns, Nick had produced a remote and switched on the big TV across from us. I instantly pressed my hands over my ears as incoherent screaming and agonized wails rang out. The can of beer fell to the floor, its contents flowing freely over the carpet. More disturbing yet, however, was the image presented to me on screen. It was a man, not much younger than me, resembling distinctly the memories I had of Jim in our youth. He was handsome, not quite as much as Casimir, but definitely appealing, or rather, he must have been at some point. As it was, though, he looked almost like a living corpse. He was wholly nude, drenched in blood that streamed out of several gashes all over his body. Under different circumstances, he'd have probably already bled to death, but he was still standing, bleeding, bleeding, bleeding. He was in a dimly lit holding cell. In the corner, a pile of what I reluctantly identified as feces, and he kept throwing himself against the bars again and again, howling like a madman. It was horrifying beyond measure. I couldn't say a thing, merely covering my eyes helplessly until Nick turned off the TV and the noises ceased. Well, I reckon that was a bit distressing to see. But trust me, he's getting what he deserves. I don't take kindly to people who seek to topple humanity themselves. That's my show to run. Jeremy Novak, serial killer. Never got caught to face a human jury, but after number 42, I just had to intercede. So, I sent someone to prematurely collect his soul. Prematurely collect his soul for me. <laughs> I bet you can guess who, though. Oh, holy crap balls, Batman. Ooh. Her brother, Jeremy, is, was, 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 a serial killer. Yeah. And Jace went and got his soul? Ooh. I'm assuming it's just it was- business. Jace. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, wow. boy. Ooh, boy. Wow. Ooh, boy. <laughs> that was really really good i can't wait to see what happens in part 15 and 16 we got 10 minutes we can put it in (laughs) 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 you got jokes you you're funny speaking of jokes you got us a a dad joke tonight okay okay hold on hold on Keep talking to our lovely people while I go to the app. Hold on, hold on, I'm sorry, yep, Squishy. Yes, she, uh, yes. 
It is the ultimate cliffhanger. I am sorry. It's, it's fine. Credit. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry it's about it. Don't worry about I promise. It. I promise we will read 15 and 16 next Friday. I promise. <gasps> really? Yeah, we'll do we'll do 15 and 16 next Friday. Sis loves us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, we shouldn't have any problem with doing it okay. next Friday. All right. I got one for y'all. All right. Okay. So, you know how Jace didn't tell, you know, Fiona about him going to get her brother because he's a serial killer and then nobody even brought up that he was a serial killer. All these secrets, right? Right. It's okay to have secrets. It's all right. But I have a warning. Don't tell secrets in the cornfields. There's too many ears around. (laughs) But Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Wait. I think I have one. Hold on. What? What? (laughs) oh my goodness oh i got another one this is a good one i'm sorry why did the a why did the a go to the bathroom and come out as an e (laughs) because he had a bowel movement (laughs) (laughs) i'm done oh i laughed so hard i got dizzy wait Oh my goodness! I we will not forget the uh, the dad joke. Hi, big. Hi, big. Hi, <laughs> Hi big. I, I saw that Kelly was trying to get into yeah. the audience. <laughs> Hi. You missed the reading, but that's okay. We're you can done listen now. to it. You can listen to it through the um, the editing process. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm sure Kelly will won't mind you listening to it then before she uh she posted everywhere i i can't wait to, i can't wait to go tell kelly and go <laughs> tell my mom that i did like a big part in one of these in one of these chapters be like mom she was like what and be like i did a big big part yes she like i'm so proud yeah, of you, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry you guys missed it but it's okay you can listen to it afterwards because if everybody didn't know on this podcast uh kellick wears two hats she is not only a wonderful host with me she is also the editor mm-hmm. of our podcast so Let's give a round of applause. Yeah. Kelly. Thank you so Whoa. much, Kellick. Because Big she <laughs> right, she has to deal. <laughs> poor Kellick has to deal with all of the um all of the gaffes and all of the editing and cutting out background noise and everything that we do not have to deal with when we're doing this live. She's got a big job. She does a great job. She's got a big job. So I'm very We appreciate you, Kellick, and I yes. hope that both sides of your pillow is nice and cool. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, on that note, thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Um, it's great having everybody in the audience making comments and the readings. This is getting tense, y'all. It's getting better Ooh, and better. It, so it I can't wait spicy. to see. It is getting spicy. I can't wait to see what happens next. So I just I just saw the first few, few lines of the second chapter, um, chapter 15, and she's not too happy about it. Yeah, oh, Jace is kind of in the doghouse from what I was reading there. I read a few yeah. lines. This yeah. is going to be great. Sorry this for the third great. time. You can't say, stop. They have to come back next Friday. Yeah. And don't forget. What happens after that? 
Exactly. So don't forget to join us in the Discord on April 19th. Instead of having a PCPS normal podcast, we're going to be having our Cuss and Discuss session um, on our Discord live. So join us. Um, It's in our solo link. It takes you to all of our social medias. And you can listen to us on anywhere that you find your podcast. So um, and also we want to give a huge shout out. Thank what? you, Meg. Wonderful, <gasps> huge shout out to Kellick, who also wears Kellick of the two hats, is having a wonderful, wonderful birthday. Big would like to tell you a happy, happy, happy birthday, Kellick. Happy birthday. And that happy birthday. He would also like to say that he loves you. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at you just loving people. You're so sweet. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. I saw it. You saw we, it. Saw, we, we, saw. we see it in the chat. Mm-hmm. We see it in the chat. We, we get, it. Yeah, I'm taking a screenshot. I think that's. I think it may be Kellick in the chat that said "love you." I'm not sure, but let no. me scroll up. No, it was big. It was 100 percent big. 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 Big said, "Look, Big said that he's got the big feels for you, Kellick. All right, and he also said, Ooh. "Happy Wolf Day." Make the heart go. Right. Ooh, big got a crush. <laughs> big got that. that for big those heart. who don't know, Big and Kellick are engaged. I'm just yeah. being stupid. <laughs> we are being stupid. He's big red right now. He is Big Red. I that's his nickname that I have for him is Big Red. That's he's, his he's nickname. Red right now, so he's you know Big Red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you blushing. So, <laughs> so a huge, huge, heartfelt happy birthday, Kellick. We love you and everything that you do for the podcast and for us as friends. We've been friends for a very long time. I'm not going to say how how long because it'll give my age away. But oh, when um, you stop, you literally in your twenties. <laughs> But, well, uh, now you hear you little whippersnappers. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to say that we love you and happy birthday. And we hope you have a great weekend, girl, because you deserve it. You better spoil her rotten, Big Red, or I will come and find you. Ooh. That is a threat. <laughs> it is a threat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you already did? That's great. That is good. great. I'm glad to hear it. Y'all enjoy the rest of your weekend. And don't forget to grab the salt. Check under your bed. Grab your favorite woolly and uh, turn on that nightlight because you don't want the woolly boogers to come and get you. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thank you, and we'll see you later. Cue the music. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.